This summer, from TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media, comes the full-length horror audio drama, The Camping Trip. This anthology tells three tales that span the decades and unveil vengeful mysteries long forgotten, but ultimately connect to a present-day story. This fully produced audio experience takes you along as three young scouts and their troop leaders spend the last night of their weekend getaway around the fire. And what's a night in the woods without campfire stories? When you go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the camping trip, you'll receive over two hours of content including the very first bonus episode of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz podcast. You won't want to miss a moment of the camping trip. Written, edited, directed, and performed by at Fitzman73 and at the Scooby Doom. Available now. This is Kevin J. Anderson, and I write too much. But for those of you who have caught up, I've got a brand new volume of my Selected Stories series, this time filled with all of my horror and dark fantasy tales, just in time for Halloween. Check it out after you're done listening to the Nerd Blitz podcast, of course. That was a terrible Barney Rubble, I feel. Uh, I I don't know. I'll have to hear it in the mix. Yeah. It sounded passable (sighs) on my end. It sounded better than, as we were just talking about, the original Barney voice. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tim Curry, which I just cut that commentary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck are you Wait till you listen to that, dude. It's fucking hysterical. (laughs) Oh, well, you want to talk about hysterical. I'm cutting book club five the first episode of it (laughs) and like we have a real nerdy conversation where we're calling each other assholes without calling each other assholes but we're arguing about vampires (laughs) i don't even (laughs) remember that (laughs) and the rules of vampires where you're like oh yeah well joss whedon says this and i'm like motherfucker joss whedon and you're like oh well that was his rule and it's like so and you can just hear in, in the tone of voice that it's just like, fuck you, asshole. No, fuck you, asshole. Doom, you ignorant slut. <laughs> and then, I, and I told you this, but I baited you <laughs> into showing your nerddom. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
uh, about Star Trek, and there's a joke that I won't spoil, so maybe bleep this. What's up, camera go? I do remember that. I do remember that. And, like, I laughed. You weren't expecting that. <laughs> no! <laughs> it was so fucked up and funny. I loved it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. We have our moments. Yeah. And it's funny, too, like, listening to Book Club like that. We have these moments where it's, like, so dry because I've we've talked about it before. And, like, I tweeted not too long ago, about a week or two ago. About how the three shows have their own distinct feels, and it's pretty fucking awesome because it happened naturally. We didn't try to force it. Yeah. Like, commentaries, it's just like us bullshitting about whatever and using the movie as a jumping off point sometimes. Mm -hmm. This is more structured. It's like, we're talking about the news, but Book Club is like this faux fucking erudite show, but it's really just an excuse for us to read a book and be like, cocksuckers! And yeah, shit. Right. But it's funny listening to that where it's like, we get real dry and shit, and then there's this spike where we're making fucked up jokes like that. Yeah. And then it drops down again, and it's like real dry, and then it's like, what if this guy fucked that one? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Mm. Anywho, welcome to episode 63. <laughs> yep. And as soon as we stopped recording episode 62, I remembered something I forgot about the con. And you remembered it two weeks later? I know. Isn't that crazy how well good my memory is? It's oh the my best. God. But no, what I left out, what I forgot to mention was that same auction place was there that's there every year that has the fucking coolest shit. They have the coolest fucking graded comics and... Oh, yeah! They are fucking for real. They are no joke. I'm not even mm -hmm. sure why they're there because I... It's like they're just advertising their services, really. I don't know that... I mean, the stuff's for sale, but it's like, who the fuck is going to walk up to this counter and be like, oh, yeah, give me that CGC-graded fucking Action Comics number one. It's, <laughs> it's graded like a .5, and it's still like $10,000. Which is like, fuck yeah. I mean, it's literally like the fucking cover is taped on and... But it's like, it's what birthed superheroes, so Right, yeah. but it's still like 10,000, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I feel you. This year, and I think they've had this in the years past, but I've always been so hypnotized by their Kate, because, and it's not just that they have like one, it'll be like, they have giant size X-Men, CGC graded like 9.9 .9 or 9.8. Mm-hmm. They'll have like fucking six or eight of them in the case lined up, just wow. like it was no big deal. And it's like, what the fuck? Then they'll have like uh, Avengers number one, or they'll have big fucking books, dude. And they'll have like yeah. multiples of them, like high, high CGC grades, just the craziest shit. Okay, uh, like other vendors there, you you'll see like, you know, you might see an Amazing Spider-Man number one, or you'll see, but they're not like pristine copies and. This place is just like, it looks almost like an Apple store. It's so bright and so yeah. well lit. Glossy. And, you know, the, the displays and stuff. But they'll have, like, an amazing fantasy, fucking five copies of it. You know, just like it's no big That's deal. That's crazy. But anyway, they might have had these in the years past. I mean, they probably did, and I just never paid attention to it because I didn't know what it was. Or, or maybe they didn't, and I don't know. Either way, they had these other cases this year set up, and they were original art they were oh. like they were like big displays of pages of original art 
there's other vendors around I noticed this year that have like portfolio books of like original art pages from different things, but you know, must not be like real important books or artists or whatever that these people have because they're just laying out like in a, on a, you know, a portfolio. Okay. These are like behind fucking glass and they're like all super archived up and shit. Well, I started looking at them. It was like, they had a page from, I know the big one. I don't, I'm going to save that one for last, but I think they had a page from, or they had a cover like a Dr. Strange cover. And then they had, and they had a page from, was it one of the trippy covers? I want to say it was. It was a cool-looking cover. Nice. And then I think they had a page from Giant Size X-Men, possibly. But the big one was, and I shared this one with you, like, right away, a page from Amazing Spider-Man number six with the lizard. Oh! Yeah, it was, like, it was page, uh, I think it might have been page, I can't remember. But it's fucked up because I was just reading those to my kids, the Masterworks editions. And we were just on that, like, right before we went to the con. Like, while I was... We were in the middle of that issue while I was at the con. Gotcha, yeah. So when I got back, I was like, holy shit, I, I pulled it up. I was like, I saw this fucking actual page in real life, in person. <laughs> and... But it was crazy, dude. You could If you got up close to it, you could see, like, where they pencil in the words, the dialogue and stuff. You could see where that was all erased. And you could see some of the rough pencils... You could see where those had been erased after it was inked and all that stuff. It was fucking amazing. But Spider-Man. it was, um, and you could see like handwritten notes in the margins and like different stuff scribbled here and there. The fucking price tag on it was fucking heart attack inducing. It was the most expensive thing I've ever seen at one of these conventions. It was, they wanted $75,000 for it. <laughs> that's more than your car. Dude. That's more than I owe on my house. <laughs> God damn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's too much, Bob. That's a lot, dude. That <laughs> is a lot. Lot. Mm-hmm. But it's always surprising to see it because it's so much bigger than you expect. That's what she said. <laughs> and... It's, Will uh... you please stop doing that? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like but, it at all. But it is. It's always it's always surprising because it's it's so <laughs> oversized. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was the story that I forgot to tell. Was yeah, I saw, I... was I saw a page of original Ditko art in person. As soon as you started saying that, it's like, oh, I remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yep. Made my balls tingle a little. I made your dingle tingle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know it's bad because some some of the stuff in their cases doesn't even have a price on it. Yeah, it's like those super fucking fancy cars where it's like if you've got to ask, you can't afford it. Right. If you got to ask how much it is, then don't bother. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it is. It's always, it's always like, like I've seen a Detective 27 there. Ooh. I don't think it was like the greatest shape it wasn't like a million dollar book or anything i don't think but still or maybe not even a 27 but like you know the first one of the first five issues maybe with batman in it yeah maybe it was a batman number one maybe it wasn't a detective i don't know it was something crazy like that but it's like that doesn't even have a price tag on it i would just shit myself being in the presence of these books even with them like behind glass oh dude the first time i was like oh my god can i am i allowed to even walk up close to this case if i'm not buying something (laughs) 
fucking A. You know what I'm saying? It, it was so intimidating. And they're like, they don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, take a picture of it. I don't give a shit. And you're you like, what, what if I breathe? Right. Right. I'm like, I'm like, I wonder if I could take a picture. I, I, I think the first time I actually did ask, I was like, can I take a picture of these? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> like a brain damaged three year old. I think Guy's the very first up. time I saw them, this place, I didn't think they were real. I thought they were, I thought they were just for display. I thought they were um, reproductions or something, or like mock-ups, you know, to just yeah. for to be eye-catching, you know, like they, like they were selling. I don't know. I thought maybe they were selling CGC cases or something, uh, and they were just. Here's what it would look like if you put one of these books in there. And then I saw the prices. I'm like, those motherfuckers are real. <laughs> oh, fucking A. Yeah, I love that place, though. I always make sure to find that every time. Uh, yeah. It's Oddly enough, they don't come to fucking... St. Louis. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. And they don't want to give us a cheap thrill. Yeah. As much as I don't think anybody's buying it at Chicago, they definitely ain't buying it here. Fuck no. It's when I it's like when I always see like the Lamborghini dealer around here. It's like who the fuck is buying a Lamborghini around here? <laughs> they have a lot of out of state transactions. Uh, but there is, yes. there's that exotic car place that's right by right close to my house. All growing up it was always badass to drive by because you could always see like a gullwing Lamborghini in there and like a lotus. Mommy! Daddy, look at all betters <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, and it's in such kind of, I mean, I hate to say it, it's kind of in a shitty area, especially nowadays. And it's like, what the fuck? Who is buying a, one of these cars there? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. That was my opening salvo. That is banter for episode 63. Mm-hmm. Six more episodes until the special special. Special, Which, special. Last time I was supposed to tell you off mic what the special special is, but we got so fucking abruptly cut off that I didn't get to tell you. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the special special is. You'll know when I... Should I just tell you and you cut it out? Sure. Oh, right. I remember that now. Yes, you because... do, don't you? Don't say that! What? It'll tip them off! I was going to cut all this out. I know, that's why it's funny. Oh. I thought you'd just like ooh-la-la it and be like... Oh, okay, yeah, Because episode blah-blah-blah, and then I'm like, hey! And you're like, oh, no! And you ruin the fucking joke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, 69's a special special, isn't it? Yep. Especially when she's really into it. Wait, what? <laughs> don't do that, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your... Are you the fucking baby from Roger Rabbit? Yeah, probably. Like, I don't do that. I don't like it. You gotta put two fingers in there. <laughs> don't be a wimp. Slap it hard. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. You got a pimp spot, though, yeah? <laughs> like, let's get the fuck away from that shit. Uh, <laughs> I do. Doom's jump. No, pimp spot. Play the intro to the Nerd Blitz Pimp Spot!
Hey, baby. What you need? Yeah. Um, uh, how much is this gonna cost me? How much you got? Whoa. Oh, yeah, baby. Come on in to the Nerd Blitz Pimp Spot. Shitster doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do not get me started. I'm not. Pimp Fuck away, pimp master. Cocksucker. There is a new show on the flick of nets mm -hmm. that I really fucking dug, and I think you especially would dig it, even though we've talked before about how, like, oh, you would rather watch sci fi and read fantasy. Yeah. I think you would dig Disenchantment. That's uh, Matt Groening's new yeah. series. Yeah, it's on my list. You dug Futurama, right? Yeah. Yeah, I liked Futurama. I mean, I wasn't like, you know, like diehard about it, but yeah, I liked it. See, I love me some Futurama, son. Yeah. It's basically fucking medieval fantasy Futurama, where like Futurama was futuristic sci-fi, this is medieval fantasy. Right, yeah. It's the same type of vibe though hmm. and it's so fucking good and unlike the simpsons or futurama it has a um overarching storyline too oh really that's interesting yeah and i was watching the shit out of comic-con and they were like if you pay close attention there is a storyline and it's like you don't even gotta pay close attention because, like, one episode she gets fucking booted out of the castle, and then the next episode, because she got booted out of the castle, she's, like, living with the commoners and trying to get fucking jobs so she can survive living with the commoners and shit. So it's it's not, like, you know, blink-and-you-miss-it type continuity. They, It's blatant, so I don't know what the fuck they were talking about there, but... Hmm. Yeah, and, like... Episodes take place the next day, too, and they reference the shit that happened last night. So, yeah, it's real weird that some of the shit they said about it, because it makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, I, like, I heard kind of mixed things about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't have details, but I just remember the the one review that I saw was kind of, you know, it was kind of meh. I've seen some of that, and I'll be honest with you, it took like three or four episodes, and there's only ten, but... It took three or four for me to be like, you know what, I fucking love this. Yeah. But those first three or four, I wasn't like, well, this sucks. It was like, well, it's okay. It's better than The Simpsons, but it's not as good as Futurama. And then once you get to the end of it, you're like, fuck, I want more. Yeah, I'll bet you're going to get it. Oh, yeah, eventually. Mm -hmm. I think they said it'll be next year, early next year. Mm. Yeah but I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, it's not as good as Futurama, but it's better than The Simpsons. Yeah. Which, the more I think about it, I think The Simpsons went downhill once Matt sort of left day-to-day. -day. Yeah, that that tends to happen. I think the same thing happened with, um, was it Buffy? Or was it Angel? I forget which one. I think it was, I think it might have been Buffy, the, the season of Buffy that was on 
when Firefly was starting up because ah. Joss kind of went over to Firefly full time and kind of neglected Buffy a little bit. Yeah. And it kind of lost a little. I think maybe it was like season six or something like that. It kind of it was kind of like, oh, this isn't as good as it was. And then Firefly got canceled, and it's like, wow, Buffy's good again. Yeah, or it might have been Angel. I can't remember now. It was one of them, and the, and you could you, it was noticeably different that he wasn't involved in day to day, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then then he got his job back. <laughs> <laughs> I think the same thing happened with Seth in the Cleveland show. Like when he wasn't involved as much from like season three on, because he even quit voicing uh, Tim the Bear. Hmm. They had, like, some fucking low staffer come in and be like, Ah, hi there, I'm, uh, Tim Bear instead of Seth. Yeah. Huh. And that sort of went downhill. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still loved Cleveland show, even at the very end. I thought it was better than a lot of live-action shit that was on. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a little bit different. Yeah, and it, that, now that we're talking about that, that really does kind of have me a little bit concerned for Star Wars Resistance. Since Filoni's not day-to-day. Ooh la la! Yeah, What's and up, did you go? hear uh, Kiner got a new job, too? <gasps> no. So he's not yeah. scoring it either? I don't think he is. Oh, shit. Okay, well. Yeah, I he's mean, doing... He's just gonna wait it out, but, I mean, that's disappointing to hear. I think he got a... It's an hour-long drama, live-action drama series that he's working on, Kiner. Oh, Hmm. But it's like, he's gotta be working on Clone Wars, though. That's, like, fucking essential. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they've got him for that. Yeah, did we ever talk about that Resistance trailer? No, I don't think so, because I think it happened on an off week. Yeah, because we, we really had, like, two weeks it. where we didn't record. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I did not like it. I wasn't super crazy about it. The organics, we'll say. I'm not crazy about that i thought the ship designs look sick like i said i can agree with that but it's like the mechanical stuff looked fucking badass yeah but to me it's like that ain't enough for me no i'm just saying i i'm, I'm reserving judgment till i actually see a full episode or or several because yeah. i mean we've said it over and over again that rebels took a while for me to get used to and yeah. i really enjoyed both those shows eventually i mean after a couple weeks that was like no big deal their aesthetics but yeah this this one's gonna take some getting used to this is a hard fucking pill to swallow i don't know if it's that hard to swallow but it's different yeah hold your tongue it's definitely it's definitely a little stranger than i thought just based on that first teaser image that we got you know seeing those designs in motion or is a little bit different than what i was expecting like I keep saying, it reminds me of that Iron Boy show that fucking put Iron Man in high school and shit. Yeah. And everything looked all fucking rubbery and the way it was, like, shaded and shit was fucked up looking. It's like, uh-uh. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful that it's that, that it grows on me. That it's not a big deal. Once again, I'm over here like, why the fuck don't they use the Clone Wars style? Because it's not the Clone Wars, I guess. I know that, their but own it's... Style. To me, it's like, give us some visual continuity, you know? Yeah. It's like those first fucking five or six Scooby shows, they all looked the same, basically. They were different shows, different intro music, but 
And, I mean, for fuck's sake, one of them was an hour-long show, but they all looked sort of the same. Yeah. So, like, why can't you do that? Hmm. I don't but know. The fuck do I know? Because they're artists, dude. They don't want to do the same shit just over and over, I guess, is my I thought. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not all that excited for it, I'll be honest with you. Mm. I know yeah. you'll love it. I mean, I wasn't excited... I wasn't as excited as I was, but yeah. I'm still going to watch it when it comes out. Yeah. And I'm hoping that it, I'll, I'll really like it. Yeah, this is one where it's not like Rebels where it's like, well, it looks fucked up, but I want to see it. This one is just like, eh. No, I still eh. want to see it, but the whole premise of it seems sounds weird to me, but yeah, I'm hoping there's more to it than what's just been in the little blurbs and the press releases and stuff. Fuck, I hope so. Oh, good lord. Um, but yeah. Disenchantment. Yeah, check that out. Okay, I will. <laughs> it's on my list, like I said. But my list is long. And you know what? I'll give you another Netflix recommendation. It should still be up there. Watch the fuck out of Tusk. Mm. Okay. Uh, we didn't talk about that, but I watched that and it's like, that is such a fucking crazy batshit movie. But it's fucking awesome. Really? Yeah. Like, I would put that up there with Clerks 2 as one of my favorite movies he's done. Really? Yeah, and it's... I don't want to fucking oversell it and get your expectations so high that you go in and you're like, oh, that sucked. Because, <laughs> I mean, I have that problem a lot. People be like, it was fucking awesome! And I go yeah. in like, I'm ready for it to be awesome! And then it's like, oh, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> F U in the A. <laughs> I can't help it. You have no soul. Uh, but yeah, that happens to me all the time. I'm honestly, I problems aside, I think that's part of my problem with Dark Knight. Is, oh, that was overhyped. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I do the same thing. I, I resist things. Well, I mean. Something else we want to talk about. You said yeah. you did it with fucking Sopranos. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did it with that. I did it with, um, what else did I do it with? But it, to me, it's not even like I resist. Like, I, at the time that it came out, fucking ten years ago, I, it was like, I had to wait for the DVD. Yeah. So it's like six months of people being like, Dark Knight's the greatest fucking movie of all time! And then... You know, I go in, it's like, I'm ready for the greatest fucking movie of all time. And then that's what happened. I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, I kind of th- I kind of felt the same way with, like, Spider-Man 2. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2. Everybody yeah. Like, this is the greatest superhero movie that's ever been made at the time. Yeah. It's perfect. It's a perfect superhero movie. And I go and I watch it, and I'm like, uh, okay, I guess. I mean, yeah, not I... really, but all right. I see it. I mean, I love that movie, but I still think the first one is better. Okay. But yeah, that one was when everybody's like, it's the greatest fucking Spider-Man movie ever made. And it's like, well, they've made two. No, I mean, they were saying comic book movie at the time. Yeah, that too, but... Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, it's the greatest fucking Spider-Man movie. It's the greatest fucking Marvel movie. It's the greatest comic book movie. And it's like, it's good. It's fun. But... Yeah. I thought the first one was better. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's always been a real big problem for me. That's why, like... A lot of times, I told you this, and you're like, don't get spoiled, and shit like fucking Solo, or um, Rogue One, 
it got spoiled for me whether I wanted it to or not, but for years with the Marvel movies, I would just fucking, as soon as they come out, I'd start searching for the spoilers just so I know what's going on because, you know, one, I don't want people to overhype it, and two, it's like, I might as well fucking spoil it because I know it's going to get spoiled, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's happened to me far too many fucking times. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. We'll get to Sopranos in a moment. Let's talk about somebody who got dead. Let's take it down a notch. Let's get... Uh, we get to bring back our one of our fucking old segments from back in the day. Celebrity Death Touch. Yeah, Fitz's Celebrity Death Touch. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't going to bring that up, but... Uh, I mean, I wasn't going to bring up that connection to it, but yeah, uh, Burt Reynolds is dead. <laughs> Your body count keeps rising, buddy. Yep. I met. I've met all the dead people. <laughs> You've seen more dead people than fucking Haley Joel Osment. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so? yeah, Burt Reynolds died this week. I mean, it's gonna be a couple weeks for you yeah. guys listening, but <laughs> Burt Reynolds died last month. Yeah, and man, that was kind of a shock to me. I mean, it hit me a little harder than I thought it would. I'll be honest with you. Me too. Isn't that weird? It was like, oh, Burt yeah. Reynolds is gone. Like that was a that's like a big thing. That's like a big uh, personality. He hasn't been around mm. much, in, you know, in years. But yeah. he still pops up once in a while in things. But his early body of work is like he's so such an iconic um, personality, celebrity. You know, back when there weren't that many celebrities. You know. Yeah. I, um, the thing that fucking got me, though, is, like, when he died, they were like, he did fucking Smokey and the Bandit, which spawned two sequels, and I was like, they did a third one? They did. I don't think he was in it, though. I don't know. I never knew they even did a third one. It was always Smokey and the Bandit and the second one. I forgot that they did a third one until I was just looking at Smokey and the Bandit a couple days ago. In fact, a a couple nights ago, I started to watch the first Smokey and the Bandit. I haven't seen it in years, and I only got about ten minutes into it before I had to turn it off. Cause, before you were like, fuck this shit. Because people were harassing me. Well, actually, it's because my <laughs> my kid heard a cuss word. I was watching it with him in the room, and I forgot that there was cuss words in it, you know? Not yeah. bad ones, but he's like, oh, he said bitch. And I'm like, yeah, he said bitch. Okay, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> I had to turn it off. <laughs> when but he said that, people were harassing me, it sounds like people were outside your window being like, you watch this fucking the bandit? Yeah. He's dead, you know. I know. But, I killed him. <laughs> but I always remember. I always remember that movie as being just like, yeah, it was pleasant. It was okay. But that first ten minutes, holy shit, dude! Nothing really happens in that first ten minutes. <laughs> but they, but it's it's so um, like nostalgic almost, or kind of takes you back a little to that time. Yeah. And then and then the first appearance of Burt Reynolds on on there. His first fucking line, his opening line of the movie, I fucking laughed so goddamn hard. I forgot about that and the way he delivered it. It was so fucking perfect. I actually tweeted it. And nobody, I don't think anybody even knew what I or knew what I was talking about. I just did it with no. Um, was that your nice suit? Tweet? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, I think he's having a stroke. <laughs> no, I, I just threw that out there to see if anybody would would tag onto it, but nobody, nobody did so i don't know if anybody even recognized what it was but that was the first fucking line his first line of the movie because the i think their father and son they bet or they make these 
wagers with truckers to see to to run the, the legal beer across Georgia state line. You know, if they can get it across the state line or whatever, they get a they pay them a bunch of money or whatever the fuck. Anyway, the one the one dude is the, this big fucking dude, and the other dude is that little short Paul Williams dude. Okay. And and they're dressed in matching clothes all the time. So it's Big Enos and Little Enos. Okay. Is yes. Names? Yeah. Yeah. And they look so fucking ridiculous, dressed in the same like powder blue suits, or <laughs> like you know old seventies suits and cowboy hats. They uh-huh. look so fucking retarded. And they both have mustaches, the same kind of mustache and shit. They look like, he looks like Mini-Me before Mini-Me. <laughs> he really does. I mean, I think that's, uh, yeah, they, he really does. I mean, not quite to that extreme as Fern Troyer, but also R.I.P. Yeah. But they walk up on him, and he's sleeping in a hammock with a sign next to him that says something about free autographs with purchase of something by the bandit or something. So it was like, they were at this um, truck rally, and so he was like waiting for people to come up and get his autograph and shit it was fucked up because he's such a legend the bandit so he's like in this hammock and he's just snoozing and they walk up they say something to him i forget and he like he had a cowboy hat down over his eyes and he looks up and he does that burt reynolds laugh when he sees him mm-hmm. and he goes oh i love your suits that must be a real bitch to get a 63 extra fat <laughs> It just was just so. It was so unexpected that that's what he was gonna say. Yeah, he, like I said, the, I saw your tweet and I was like, "The fuck's he talking about?" Oh I thought God, for a minute it was a reply to somebody, and you forgot to tag him. No. And there's no. Like, I don't know. No, but it was. Maybe but I mean, that was that was the brilliance of him. Just the yeah. the way he could deliver a like a nonchalant, not even meant to be that funny, but the way he delivered it was hilarious. Yeah. See, for me, it was always, like, Evening Shade. I, I kind of dug that show because it's got a great fucking cast. Yeah. I was never into that. My dad was into that, though. My, My mom and dad mom. watched the fuck out of that show. Yeah, see, Ma watches it, so... I mean, because it's still on, I think, Antenna TV. Yeah. No, they Not watched like... it first run. It was, yeah, was, so like, did she. It was a weekly show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said it was still on, like, they're producing new episodes. Yeah. No. But, yeah, it was, uh... The dude... I'm gonna jump all over the place here, but it's got fucking the dude from uh, Grumpy Old Men. It's got one of the dudes who was uh, Mr. Noodle on Sesame Street. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got Tommy's dad from Rescue Me, and then it's got Bandit in it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But, yeah. But, But, damn, he looked like shit when we saw him a couple years ago. Yeah. It was, heart, it was heartbreaking. Well, the other thing I know him from is... Because I'll be honest with you. I know people are like, that's shitty, you shouldn't say that. I wasn't the biggest fucking Burt Reynolds fan, you know? No, I wasn't necessarily either, but it was just like, oh, that's a fucking cool dude. But then it was like, for a while, it was like, well, that dude's a piece of shit. Yeah. But then it was like, nah, he's a cool dude, you know? Exactly. But um, the other thing I know him from is that episode of Burn Notice he did. And that's when you could start to see his decline to, like, frail old dude. Yeah. What what was he in that? I don't remember that. He was an old, washed-up spy that I always remember the line. What season was that? I want to say three or four. Fuck. Uh, it was one episode. Huh. I don't remember that. Uh, the thing I remember about it, though, is, like, there were some Russians coming after him, I think. And one of the Russians was named Vitaly. Okay. And Mikey had uh, made, I 
think a fake bomb vest strapped it to this dude and he had a uh, remote control with a dead man switch on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it always stuck out in my fucking mind. He's calling out the bad dude, uh, Vitaly, and he's like, We had Dean, Vitaly, we had Dean. And he's wiggling this fucking <laughs> remote. <laughs> And this dude with the bomb vest is kneeling in front of him, and he's, like, in the middle of the street while I think Sam is trying to break in to um, Burt Reynolds' character's apartment. Yeah. And it's just the delivery, the look on his face, and the way he's wiggling that remote, it always stuck out in my mind because it's real fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I remember in the episode, they took apart, like, some an old stereo or old headphones and they were using that to hear the tumblers in this safe that they were trying to open. Oh, that kind of sounds familiar now. Yeah, and the combination of like, oh shit, I can't remember it because he's old, he's old spy and he's forgetting shit and he's trying to open it and it's like, it's fucking whatever the combo is once they listen to it and crack it and he's like, damn, it's the day my mother died. How could I forget that? Or something like that. Oh, shit. Or maybe it was her birthday. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He was on My Name is Earl, too. My Name is Earl. Remember that? He was uh, the strip club owner. Is he the one that died in in the cement in the bathroom? I don't think so. Oh. Maybe it was. I don't know. I can't no. remember exactly, but I'm sure he was on there. No, that was the bar. Uh, yeah, the bar, not the strip club. Yeah. And then he was, a couple years ago, he was on Archer. I've never been able to get into that show. Oh my god, I love that show. It's so fucking funny. But Archer has, like, this big fucking hard-on for Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Like, in real life, I guess. Or, you know, in his real life in the, on the show. Yeah. And uh, his mom starts dating Burt Reynolds. <laughs> like, literally, it's Burt Reynolds. It's not, like, yeah. a character. It's literally Burt Reynolds doing Burt Reynolds' voice. And mm-hmm. so he keeps calling him the bandit the whole time. He's just in awe of him the whole episode. It's pretty fucking funny. Oh, shit! He was in one of the Grand Theft Auto games, too. Yeah, he was. I saw that. I saw something on... I forget what site it was, but they had, like, a screenshot of a character in that game. And I was like, oh, my God, that looks exactly like Burt Reynolds. Kind of a shitty computer rendering of him, but... I I think you might be thinking of uh, the Saints Row game he was in because he was That's the mayor. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, Saints but Row. he was in... Saints Row and GTA. Oh, really? Yeah, he was in GTA first. Hmm, okay. I can't remember which it was. It was either 3 Vice City or San Andreas. It was one of the PlayStation 2 ones, Okay. I think. But yeah, and he sort of looked a bit like Boss Hogg in it. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, he was so I, good in Boogie Nights. Have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen Boogie Nights? Uh, I think so. He was really fucking good, really creepy. He was a real fucking piece of shit in that, <laughs> in that movie. Yeah, they kept showing clips from that. Yeah. Since he kicked it. Yeah, well, that was the big one. Like, that was his big comeback. Yeah. Like, people were like, holy shit. That was like that was like Pulp Fiction for John Travolta. <laughs> it, it really was. It was like, holy shit, Burt Reynolds is back. Now he's asking for rubdowns from masseuses. Huh? Travolta. Oh, is it? <laughs> Not masseuses, masseurs, right? It's the same. <laughs> What's the difference? Masseur is a dude. Oh, well. Masseuse is a woman. Well, fucking A. I didn't know there was a difference. I don't know. Maybe that's a made-up word. That's from meatballs. That sounds Frenchy. Masseur! Mm-hmm. I think it is. Bonsoir! Croissant! Yeah. yeah, rest in peace, bandit. I always wanted a fucking Trans Am like that, too. 
I thought you were going to say I always wanted to fuck him. I was like, no. okay. That's a weird admission, but okay. No. <laughs> you always wanted a tranny? Mm. <laughs> Can we rephrase that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. R.I.P. Yep, rest in peace, bandit. Hashtag R.I.P. So, Sopranos, it's been like a month, but... Well, it's been a month for you, it's been like ten years for me. I mean, I knew it, so it's not like I waited that long. Yeah. Because like I said when we talked about it before, like when it happened, you could feel the reverberations through the fucking force. Oh, yeah. You could hear like thousands of voices screaming out in pain. Yeah, not since Terrence and Philip, not without my anus, have I heard such fucking butt hurt, crazed fucking people over a TV show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Ma and I finally finished Sopranos like a month or two ago. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. I still have I, one of the things that that last season, one of the things that stands out in my mind yeah. is I think it was the well two things. I think it was the episode before the series finale or maybe two episodes before where they were going to war where it was like full on we're going to war now yeah and they're and people are coming they're trying to get tony and uh they have him he's in the safe house mm-hmm. and the episode ends with him like laying on a bed with the fucking m16 across his chest yeah. and he's just laying there waiting mm-hmm. as like, it fades to black yeah i was like oh my mm-hmm. god that's intense the other thing is when they finally get Phil Leotardo. Mm-hmm. He's at the gas station. He's with his grandkid, and he's like, "Say bye bye, pop pop," because he was going in the fucking store to pay for the gas or whatever. And the dude fucking popped him from behind, and he fell on the ground. And his wife's like screaming, and the fucking SUV rolls back over and squashes his head. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" You know what? The only thing about that show, and specifically the final season, that kind of annoyed me was what's that? It was Junior, his, not Uncle Junior, the fucking, his kid. Oh, yeah, when he got to be a real emo bitch. Yeah, that just seemed sort of out of nowhere, and then in the last episode, they were like, shit, we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, oh, he's fine now. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I hate myself, I'm gonna fucking drown myself in the pool, and he fucked that up. Yeah, that was pretty intense, too. It was. That one kind of gives me nightmares, too. Yeah, and like, Tony dives in and saves him and shit. Yeah. And then he goes into the uh, psych ward. Yeah. And he comes out and he's all fucking emo and shit still. And they're like, what's wrong with you, boy? And he's like, I don't know. And then the fucking final episode comes around and he's like, I'm going to be a movie producer. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. And all of a sudden he's fucking all peppy and shit. And he's like, I'm going to produce a script once I get somebody their coffee. <laughs> And it's like, weren't you fucking trying to kill yourself in a pool like three episodes ago? Right. It's like, okay, whatever. But yeah, that's really the only thing that I was like, alright, that stuck out as like kind of fucking hokey to me. Yeah. For the rest of it, because it really did. It just seemed like they didn't know what the fuck to do with the kid. Probably so, yeah. What did you think of uh, the whole... Well, well, hang on, though. Because for like the rest of the, the series, he was always there like stirring shit with grandma unintentionally yeah you know when he's like did you know dad did this and then she'd fucking tell junior and then her and junior would try to kill him shit like that yeah 
And then, yeah, that final season, they were like, fuck, we gotta come up with something for little douchebag. Which, they really turned him into a fucking douchebag. Oh, they really did. With that haircut and the fucking pencil-thin douchebag beard and shit. Yeah. Oh, that uh, was, I remember that was one of the, that was one of the gripes from people when that, when it was airing was that they made, turned him into such a shithead. Yeah. I agree with that. First of all, what'd you think of Christopher's girlfriend getting whacked? When fucking, they were driving up her and Springsteen's dude. Yeah. It's like, oh, she gonna die. Uh-huh. Like, that one you could feel coming. Yeah, wasn't that like, fucking crazy? Fucking A. That was another one of those ones where they almost got out. Yeah. And then, like, fucking Carmela starts seeing her in dreams and shit, and she's like, what happened to her? Yeah. And Tony's like, why you ask so many fucking questions? Uh-huh. Nothing. She disappeared, that stupid whore. Whoa. Whoa. But then, uh, what'd you think about Christopher's end? I mean, that was like three seasons too late. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, how it happened. It was fucking brutal, wasn't it? It was fucking cold-blooded. Pretty much, yeah. And, he, but... he, and Tony's, like, he gets that... Every once in a while in that show, he would get that fucking... That dopey, glazed-over look in his eye when he was going to do something terrible, like kill somebody or something like that. It was like his craziness. You know, you could see it. You could see his soul, like, leave out of his body and like his eyes were just dead like a shark yeah and then he was doing that when he was not when he was suffocating him he's just like mm-hmm. look, staring at him in the face with that glazed over look i was like oh my god this guy's a fucking monster yeah yeah like i said though fucking from season one i was like i hope somebody kills this kid oh he's a fuck up for sure <laughs> it was pretty funny um when the chick that played Sybil's daughter was uh, Favreau's assistant or whatever. That was pretty good. Huh? You don't remember that? The red-headed chick that was Sybil's daughter? That was Sybil's daughter? Yeah, on Sybil, Sybil, Sybil Shepard's fucking sitcom. Oh my god, dude. I didn't watch no fucking Sybil Shepard's sitcom. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, wow. You need to have an encyclopedic knowledge of everything, dude. <sighs> shit. Fucking, I'm throwing out all kinds of shit and you're like, huh? Yeah, I remember the John Favreau part though, because they—that's when Christopher goes to try to sell him or to get him to invest in something, or were they trying to get to work with him or something? Yeah. Because wasn't Christopher like some kind of trying to be some kind of Hollywood producer? Yeah, from or some the start shit? he was trying to be a writer producer, some shit. Right. But yeah, and he was hooking up with that redheaded chick that fuck you was Sybil's daughter on Sybil. Yeah, I just remember him banging the shit out of her. Uh That that was a pretty interesting thing, and you. Like, fucking seeing baby John Favreau. Yeah. And, yeah. like, by baby John Favreau, I mean, like, 30-year-old John Favreau. Right. <laughs> like, proto-happy. Right. <laughs> yeah, those were still the Mikey's a big winner days. <laughs> that chick that Tony met at his um, therapist. Oh, the other crazy bitch that was, like, uh, wasn't she, that, um, wasn't she, she the was, chick from ER? Or no, she oh. was, um... She was Robin Williams' wife in What Dreams May Come. Yeah. You yeah. saw that fucking movie, didn't you? No. Yeah, it's a depressing fucking movie, and I'm yeah. kind of scared to watch exactly. it now. Exactly. Why would I watch that? Yeah. I saw the trailer and immediately wanted to kill myself. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm watching this movie. From what I remember, it was a good movie. I don't care how good it is. Jesus Christ, calm down. <laughs> From what I remember, it was a good movie, but yeah, I'm kind of afraid to watch that now. 
Because I, I think in that movie he does kill himself. Does he? I think so. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's a fucking romp. Yeah, it sounds great. I'll follow, fucking follow that up with Patch Adams. <laughs> Make it a fucking night. Maybe throw Good Morning Vietnam in there for good measure. That's a good movie. Fuck you. It is a good movie. I'm saying it's depressing as shit. Hmm. You, we should watch One Hour Photo. That's a fucked up movie. Mm, yeah, I don't... That looks disturbing to me, too. Oh, it is, dude. It's fucked up. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see that. <sighs> you don't need to quit being such a sis. You need to watch Caddyshack. Animal I've House. fucking seen them, and I don't care to. Again. There's something wrong with your funny bones. Well, you leave my bones out of it, you perv. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah... There was something else I wanted to say. Oh, by the way, uh, back to Sopranos. The ending of it, Ma's reaction was fucking amazing because I knew it was coming. Yeah. So, like, I was sort of keeping an eye on her as it's coming because it's like, okay, well, I know what's going to happen. And that diner scene went on a whole lot longer than I expected yeah, it, it to. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking long scene, yeah. Yeah, it's like fucking 15 minutes or some shit. Yeah it's, and it's like, yeah, it's crazy long, and, like, all the, the action going on, like, the shit going on, like, each person has to come in, and then fucking Meadow is parking the car, and she can't get the car parked right, and she's And the whole time fucking, out. don't stop believing! Yeah. I know. I and it's like, park the fucking going, car, girl! I know, at the time, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? What's the point mm -hmm. of this? And I've watched, like, a bunch of videos on YouTube and shit where people try to explain it, and they're like... Let's go back to season one where this guy offhandedly said this thing and does it yeah. tie in? Yeah, well, you sent me that that one breakdown. And I think I've seen that one before, the one that you said, where yeah. it was saying, where it basically said who whacked Tony. Yeah. And then they laid out the case for why, and, all, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that's it's obvious now that that would be true. But mm -hmm. I think I did see that once before, but yeah, they, they got these people got like really into it they're like going back and pulling like one line details from season two yeah it was like a fucking 15 or 20 minute video that breaks down the whole thing goes minute by minute of the final scene in the diner being like when this bell dings he doesn't look up and that's because he feels safe because his family's around and he's waiting for meadow but he feels safe and he doesn't hear the next ding either and that's when the bad guy comes and it's like Whoa. Yeah. And the dude, the uh, EP on it was like, well, you know, if you pay attention, it's all there. Yeah. So he's basically encouraging people to put on their fucking tinfoil hats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and get yarn and pins and start sticking shit in the wall. Yeah, they definitely do. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I knew what was coming because, as we've talked a few times, I remember hearing people be like, it just fucking got to um, and people being like, I thought my fucking cable went out. So, I, we're watching it, and I know it's coming. And it's like, when the fuck is this happening? And she's like fucking jockeying back and forth trying to park the car. And it's like, come on! <laughs> and I'm just watching it, and I keep glancing over at Ma the whole time. And like I said, it's fucking building and building. It's like, it's gotta happen soon. And you see Meadow, Tony looks at her, smiles, and it's like, don't stop! 
<laughs> and I smiled and looked at Ma, and she's looking at the screen like, okay. And then like the, uh, the credit EP credits up. come up, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 And I started fucking rolling. Excellent. And she goes, is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, did you hear? Uh-huh. <laughs> and she goes, did you know that was going to happen? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, how'd you know? And I was like, because I heard people fucking having a bitch because, fit 12 because for the years last ago. 15 years, people have been bitching about it. Yeah, like, people bitched about it so much that, like, there's a cut song from Family Guy where Stewie fucking bitches about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she's like, but, so what the fuck happened? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they never really say. Although that one and, video you sent me, he pretty much, I mean, he straight up confirms, yeah, he's dead. They, yeah, he got, I mean, I, f- I found that a couple days after. Yeah. But I told her, like, the speculation is that, like, Tony died. Because that one dude who walked through... Because I'd heard that before. Yeah, that the guy walks to the bathroom, and then what you don't see is him turn around and come back with a gun and bang. Yeah. And, I mean, it makes sense because they spend an awkward amount of time focusing on that dude. Yeah. But, yeah, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, the speculation is that this dude fucking came in... And you notice he keeps kind of looking at Tony and shit. Then he goes in the bathroom and they follow him. And then the speculation is that fucking while he's looking at the family, dude just caps him from the side, from Mm. the bathroom. And she's like, but how do we know? (laughs) And I was like, you don't. I don't think they're ever going to be like, okay, this is what happened. But like I told you before, I know at some point. I read that the EP said the reason it went like that is because they wanted to use the Journey song, but Journey was like, you are not killing somebody to our song. Like, yeah. we we understand this is like one of the most groundbreaking shows ever, but you are not killing somebody to our fucking song, to like our biggest hit. Yeah. So I still... Th- I don't know if that played into it or not, but like I said, I read that somewhere. Well, I remember hearing that. Way. Oh yeah, and like me and you were talking, there was talk for a while of like a sequel series. Yeah. And then they said recently that a prequel movie is coming. Yeah. But the sequel series, you were like, "Ha, oh, I don't fucking know how," because the bodies are dropping. And like, yeah, the bodies dropped. Like, yeah, Bobby I... got killed in the train store. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you about fucking Sal getting wasted in the parking lot. Yeah. Although he doesn't really die in the show, but they pretty much say he's a vegetable. Mm-hmm. Or that it doesn't look good. And the only one that makes it out is fucking old white-haired dude. Yeah. Which is nuts. Which, um, which the speculation was that he was a rat. Or not a rat, but a, like he may have cut a deal with that the New York family or the other family. Yeah. And that's why he didn't get whacked. He didn't get Yeah. Hit. Like he may have been in on the hit on Tony. Is what I yeah, mean. what... That was in that video, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And the other thing about that video is, like, there was a killer earlier in the series who wore a coat just like that dude right. that walked into the diner and shit. Or, like, a windbreaker. Yeah, and they made fun of him for it or something. Yeah. And this was supposedly that guy's brother or something. Like, they they killed him. 
And this that guy was somehow related to somebody that Tony had whacked. Uh, I saw, it might have been that same video or some other video where it's like, it's sort of like a uniform for these um, assassins that the mob use. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, that seems kind of lame, but at the same time, it's kind of cool because it's not like something you would notice. He looks like just a random fucking lost in the crowd dude. Yeah. So it does make sense, but you would think somebody like Tony, if they... They would have immediately noticed that and been like, Yeah, "Uh if it's the uniform of these assassins... Yeah. You would think he'd see that and be like, oh shit, somebody's getting killed. And I'm the fucking mob guy, so maybe it's gonna be me or my family. Yeah. Which, that's something I thought was fucked up too, because they talked about earlier, no matter what, families are always off limits. Yeah. So, like him getting killed in front of his family mm-hmm. I mean technically they were off limits they didn't get hurt we guess but like shooting him in front of his family that's fucked up too yeah it would be fucked up but I mean I mean, I guess he wouldn't have time necessarily to shoot all of them but they're witnesses aren't they why wouldn't he whack them too I don't know hmm. but back to what I was saying about a sequel series I still say like you could do a five episode mini season just to like tie everything up and you start it fucking that night outside the diner you've got like Carmela and the kids out there like fucking shell shocked she's got blood on her face so does the kid yeah and and they all look 10 years older yeah well (laughs) you gotta make some fucking concessions dude (laughs) continuity bitch (laughs) yeah But yeah, they're all shell shocked. I think you could do that, and then you show like a mound of human flesh under a sheet, <laughs> and they're like, "What happened?" Be like, "I don't know, heart attack." <laughs> <laughs> he ate a really rich meal. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, that's what got the bandit. Oh, is it heart attack? Yeah. Oh, a massive yeah. heart attack. How old was he again? Eighty-two. Yeah. It's crazy. I saw him when he was seventy-nine, and he looked like he was ninety-nine. He did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think a sequel series could work. Yeah. You've just got to fucking... I mean, it could totally work. I'm just saying there's not much, there's not much left, left of the Sopranos themselves. No, 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 but it's, it's like family. you could... Not, not the family, the, the mob family. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. But I'm saying, like, focus in on Carmela and the kids. Yeah. And, like, you know what? For that first part, like, you shoot it from far away. So you can't see, like, wow, the fucking kid's gray now, you know? Yeah. And then you, like, jump ten years ahead, and, like, Carmela's in therapy because her fucking husband was just shot in the head right in front of her. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't care how much therapy you do. That shit's gonna affect you for a while. Yeah. Or she, oh, you know what? It could be a witness relocation thing. Or that. They turn evidence on fucking everything they know. And have mm-hmm. to go to witness relocation, so they show up mm-hmm. in a different place. Maybe she's remarried, and the dude doesn't know. And you know. the fucking past comes back to get her. Yeah, that would be fucking awesome too. Or, or they're they're there, and the fucking douchebag kid is like trying to become a tough guy. Yeah, to go get his revenge or whatever the fuck. And yeah, like say they move out and... to California, and he's trying to fucking do exactly what Chris did. Yeah, and he is sort of a movie mogul, but he's trying to spin that into being a mob Connected. dude too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like she's married to a rich dentist or something, and they live up in the hills. Yeah, could work. And Meadow, she can do whatever the fuck she wants because she's hot as shit. 
<laughs> no. Another thing that kind of annoyed me too was that season where they broke up. I just oh Tony and Carmelo. Yeah, where he just had to like, go live in the fucking guest house or whatever. Yeah, and then he got fucking. He went to his mom's house, which talk about something fucked up. When she died, and they used footage and superimposed her face over somebody else's body. What? Do you remember that? Yeah, when his mom died, like the actress really died. Yeah. And they had to get rid of her. Well, they had one scene where like he's talking to her and her head's like fucking floating around all weird and shit because they superimposed her head on somebody else's body that was sitting in the chair bitching at Tony. It was fucking weird. I don't know how you didn't notice oh, it. Oh, I never noticed that. Uh-huh. Fucking look it up. Hmm. They used old footage of her and it's just strange as fuck. Hmm. Cuz it's like fucking 2002 CGI. Yeah, TV CGI. Great. No, yeah. it's not. But yeah, they're broken up and then the whole fucking thing with the doctor where like it's is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? It's with weird. The doctor. With the doctor. Well, with his psychiatrist, therapist. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a whole weird thing with her too. And her fucking therapist, which was what was his name? Uh Peter I don't remember his name, but yeah. Her therapist is that was weird too, where he's like digging Peter Bogdanovich. For, that's him. Yeah. Like he's digging for fucking information on him and you can tell like he starts getting more interested in Tony and shit. That was kinda creepy. Yeah. But I mean it was cool but creepy. But yeah. The shit where they broke up and then he's trying to get with the doctor and she's like, No, uh, let's fuck no, you're a patient, yeah. I can't do that. And shit that's just like what the fuck with what was the point of that? But I guess it's like, you know, fill space. Right. But yeah, overall, fucking great show. You can really see, watching that start to finish, you can really see the ripple effect on other shows. Yeah. Like I said, fucking specifically like Rescue Me and uh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy is Sopranos with a little bit of Shakespeare specifically what was it hamlet i think and then like gruesome violence yeah yeah you said that when we talked about it before yeah but i mean now i can fucking confirm it before i was just like it sort of feels like no it is yeah you don't get to sons without sopranos yeah i mean you don't get game of thrones without sopranos oh fuck no sopranos opened the gates mhm for hbo's fucking dramas and shit original well, content I mean in that respect too but I just meant like what it allowed people to do on TV right uh, like fucking look at Daredevil on Netflix that would be a whole lot different if it wasn't for Sopranos too yeah I mean that's what started to make TV programming more respectable mm-hmm. or to where like big time talent wanted to do TV instead of movies yeah or it made it more respectable or whatever yeah that really kicked in the door for the fucking golden age of tv yep specifically like the hour long or hour ish long drama series yep so yeah that's great fucking show i need to go through and watch all the special features and listen to all the commentaries and see what else i can pluck out of it yeah at some point but who the fuck knows when we'll get there huh yeah, who knows? I just bought my mic bigger than shit. Yeah, I did that a minute ago. 
maybe in the last episode because it kind of s- slipped. Yeah. We had to tighten it down and shit. But anyway, yeah. Let's talk about one other thing if we've got it. Okay. Uh, you got anything? Oh, no, I thought you had something. Sorry. Oh, no, that's what I was saying. Oh, no. By this point, Solo will be out. <laughs> oh, I started reading the Solo novelization. Now, like I told you, it's so far it's kind of paint by numbers. Yeah. Uh, it started getting more interesting last night because I got to the um, the parts, the first set of parts where it's not in the movie. Like, it's a ex- little bit expanding, you know, what we saw in the movie. Yeah. But that first street chase with uh, Moloch and the, the white worm dudes chasing them through the streets and they get stuck in the alleyway and, you know, all, all the leading up to them getting into the uh, the control center to get off the planet. Yeah. Fucking boring as shit to read. Oh my god, it was so fucking boring. I was like, fuck, dude, could you like... Because it's all like, then he made a left, and then he made a right, and then he fucking... And then he got bumped from behind, and then... It was and he like, stopped and picked his ass for a second. It was like one of those movies for the blind where the, the narrator like narrates exactly what's happening on the screen. Yeah. Have was, you, was, I've watched was, Avengers like that one time, the first Avengers. Oh my god, that's got to be fucking annoying. It was, dude. I mean, obviously if you're blind it probably helps, but... it. Oh, no doubt. But it, it was like listening to the novelization of the movie. Yeah. But the cast was fucking stellar. Yeah, but there's like no... F- there's no fluff in it. There's no. There's no, oh, no style or no. It's it's just all. And then he did this. And then yeah, they it's did cold this. and clinical. Right. That's kind of how this chase felt in this book. I was like, God damn, dude, could you put a little more life into this or what? Mm-hmm. But it's gotten better. It's gotten better now. Which yeah, I contrast that with I the night be the day before that book came out and I it, I got it delivered to me. Mm-hmm. I had started reading. I don't know why I started this. I knew that book was coming. But I started anyway. Because you got the dumb. Yeah. But I started Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Mm-hmm. And I read the first chapter of that. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> I I got that at Toys R Us. Yeah. 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 For, like, fucking 50% off or something. Yeah. I think I got and mine it, for, like, 10 bucks. Yeah. It's, did you get the hardcover? Yeah. Me, too. And it's, like, fucking... It's like those books you found at Deerberg's. Where yeah. it's like, dude, it's a fucking five dollar hardcover, right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like you can't pass that shit up, man. No, no, and you just found Lost Stars at Barnes and Noble for six bucks. Yeah, hardback. And that fucking book is big. I didn't realize it was that. I thought being a young adult, it would be like the same size as those other ones, but that's a fucking fat book, dude. I was gonna say, like Kev would say, it's fucking thick as a cock, ain't it? <laughs> kind of. I mean, somebody's. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh I mean Leia though isn't chumpy. That's pretty thick too. Yeah, I guess it is, but it's not as much as that Lost Stars. That felt like a, a an adult book, like a grown-up yeah. novel. Yeah, that first chapter of that Leia book was oh, it was really good. Claudia Gray yeah. break the Tootsie Fruitsie. Well, she wrote Lost Stars too. I know, that's why it I got my interest. Off. I was like, oh shit, Claudia Gray wrote that too? Well, I'm going to have to have that. Yeah. You know, at this point, I think I've got more young adult of the new canon than I do... I probably do too. ...adult, which is fucking crazy to me. But yeah. it's just like, it's so much fucking cheaper. Yeah. Because I've bitched about it before, but those new paperbacks, they want fucking ten bucks for them. Yeah. And they're kind of chumpy compared to, like, you can, like, the Ahsoka 
paperback, that was 10 bucks too. But that's a sizable fucking book. That's like a trade paperback size. That's the same size as the Shamble books. Yeah, okay. Which those, I think, are like 15 or 16. That's what they call trade paperback size. Yeah. It's not mass market size. So, yeah, it's like if you can get that for 10 bucks, it's like that's a steal. But like a normal-ish size paperback for 10 bucks, to me, it's like you're fucking kidding me, right? Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, but I really enjoyed uh, Bloodline. Yeah, I know wrote. you did. And, uh, Which I've got that, I just haven't read it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It, it's a little slow at, in certain spots, but overall it's pretty good. It's a very, it's a really good characterization of Leia, I think. So I'm excited to see. And the first chapter of Princess of Alderaan was fucking pretty good, and I'm excited to see what else is in this book. I've heard people say that Princess of Alderaan is one of the best books of the new canon. Yeah. Adult, young adult, fucking whatever. It's one of the best books and best stories of the new canon. Yeah. Well, that first chapter, it does. It, it's like a ceremony. The whole the whole first chapter is basically a ceremony. I won't spoil anything or anything. But and it, and it culminates, or it ends with, everything's fine. But then she has the realization about something about her parents that was like not something I was expecting. Like I always thought about their relationship differently i guess but then i was like oh shit what the fuck is going on with this so now i can't wait to know what's going on hmm now i want to know what the fuck that is (laughs) (laughs) got me all curious and shit yeah but it's it's really good yeah so then i went to solo and it was like Not that the yeah. not that the story itself is boring, but this the that opening couple chapters writing was like ugh. Yeah. But then it got in like I said, it got into some more interesting stuff that wasn't just a straight up. Because that was my problem with the Force Awakens novel that fucking what's his nuts Alan Dean Foster did. It was just like, can you add anything to this, or is this just a straight up transcription of what happened on the screen? Yeah, and it's like I've read shit he's done. I think he wrote one of the. Uh... Smallville novels, and it's like, he is a capable fucking writer. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a big deal when they but said he was going to do it, because he wrote Splinter in the Mind's Eye, and he's, he, he's a big-time science fiction... He wrote the first... He wrote the episode four novel, too, didn't he? No. I don't think so. I th- I mean, he he might have, but I'm pretty I th- sure on there it's... Um, I think he did, but George got the credit for it. Yeah, I was going to say, he might have written it, but it's George Lucas's name all over it. Yeah, I, I'm i pretty sure he ghost wrote it, and George took the credit. Gotcha. Why, I don't know, but that's how it shook out, I think. That was a pretty good novelization. The thing about the OT novels to me, though, it's like, they're so fucking thin. Yeah. And I mean, I understand it's... Well, that's, that's what Solo is, too. It's super thin. I was like, whoa, this is... Well, I mean, that's my other problem with the new canon books. They're so fucking thin. And they yeah. want ten bucks for them in paperback. Yeah, and I, I mean, th- I guess it's about as thin as Bloodline is. And Dark Disciple, even. Dark Disciple wasn't that thin, though. Yeah, well, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just... Maybe it just feels thinner than... I'm telling you, you should get those... I mean, I know you got to wait like six months to a year more, but you should get the uh, paperbacks because they put more story, they put short stories in the back. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why, to me, I'm willing to pay that 10 bucks because, like, yeah, you get the book, 
but you also get a short story or two. Because, like, the Episode 7 one, I think it had, like, four short stories, and one of them had never been published before. Huh. Which I thought that was fucking weird. But, yeah, I, you lent me that Ep 7 novelization, and I read that, and, yeah, it was kind of... It's dry, right? I was going to say, again, dry. It was kind of, like, there's no flourish. Yeah, flourish, that's what I'm... Embellishment. Can you embellish mm-hmm. this a little bit? Was the Ep 8 novel like that? Because I didn't read that one. No, that one was really good. Was it? That Jason Fry novel with Ryan Johnson helping. Yeah. No, that one was really that one was really good. I really liked that book. I that's wonder why, if that's, that's why I was excited when I found those five dollar ones at Deerberg's. Mm-hmm. Because that Luke Skywalker one is written by Jason Fry, so I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder if that's going to be any good. Greg Rucka, because the Greg Rucka one kind of sucked. I think he wrote the uh, novelization of Batman No Man's Land. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with his Before the Awakening or whatever the fuck that one's called. Yeah. The the Ray story was pretty was kind of interesting, but the other two were kind of boring as shit. Which, I heard the Ray one sets up how she's a pilot. Yeah, does, kind of, yeah. Instead of, like, in the movie, it's kind of random. He's like, we need a pilot. And she's like, we've got one! And it's like, right. how the fuck are you a pilot? Yep. And then I think I read that the uh, Finn one, you get the backstory on the traitor guy. Mm, no, I no? don't think so. Nope. Because hmm. I thought, like, him and uh, Finn were, like, cleaning toilets or some shit together. No. Mm. No, it's yeah. all about him and his unit training. <laughs> 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 uh, tra- training, um, doing like virtual reality training and stuff, and and getting ready to be deployed, and then they finally get deployed. Yeah. And I think it's, I think they have one mission, and then they go to the beginning of episode seven on that planet. Gotcha. So that's really only his second deployment. Yeah. You know what other new canon book I hear is fucking amazing from a certain point of view. Oh, is that that one with all the kind of alternate takes on stuff? Uh, no, it's not alternate takes. It's um, episode four, but from the perspective of, like, 40 different characters. Yeah. Hmm. I hear that that's really fucking great. Hmm. Oh, that one sounded kind of weird to me. I'm not sure if I'm down with that. It does sound weird as shit. <laughs> but I don't know. I I kind of would like to read that. That's the book I almost got at Archon with the broad said stupid shit. And yeah. I was like, fuck to. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah she had it like a week before it was released or whatever mm-hmm. and I was like hey I could get this and then she's like yeah it's fucking bullshit he don't do them no more and it's like eat a dick cart <laughs> <laughs> and, on, and on that note <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick I want to give a shout out to uh, Dave at flying at fly Inc. DW. He just launched a Patreon. Oh. And I um, I did the first episode of the show that they launched with called The uh, the Morning Growler. So check that out. We talked about um, ACDC. Cool. Did you listen to it? Not yet. Fucking hater prick. <laughs> Sorry. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty fun... Um, conversation it's and it's supposed to be like fucking your bathroom listen like when you wake up to take a shit you listen it's to music when you're taking a shit a podcast oh oh you listen to a podcast when you take a shit 
Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to keep them like all under 20 minutes, and it's like 17 and a half minutes. So, yeah, it's a real quick you can conversation. Take a shit in 17 and a half minutes? Uh, if you push on my shoulders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, in a way, it's sort of like what we were trying to do with our YouTube mini episodes. Oh, yeah, okay. Until you lost the second one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. What are you gonna do? That was a good conversation, too. We talked about video games. It's true. And you were like, oh, I fucked it up. Yep. But yeah, um, go to at COD underscore POD. He likes to say COD pod, but that just sounds fucking dirty to me. Hmm. Because it's like COD piece, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, it's uh, weird. Cod liver oil pod. He talks about cholesterol medicines and shit. Yeah, if you're 90 fucking five. Yeah. You know what I'm cod liver oil? Uh, it makes your shit slide out. I mean, that's how you can take a shit in less than 17 minutes. Does it really take you that long to duty? No, I'm kidding. Oh, it does because that's where you sit and watch fucking Civil War. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> no, you did. Just you because, were watching it I know. in Just 20 because, minute increments yeah. on the shitter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take me. It doesn't take me 17 minutes to actually shit. That doesn't mean I get out of the bathroom in less than 17 minutes. That's how you get an anal fissure, you know. Yeah. Okay, it's it. worth it. I'll risk it. <laughs> Oh boy! You don't so know anywho, what my alternative is. <laughs> somebody trying to steal your fucking phone. Uh huh. <laughs> Anywho, can I have your phone? No, I'm literally talking on it right now. No, you cannot have my phone. Go away. Did he call you an asshole or something? No, he said fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? I think he did. <laughs> Because <laughs> I heard you go, don't say that to me. And he goes, what? And he's like, how did you sing? know I said that? I was like, you were looking <laughs> right at me and you mouthed it. So not even like I didn't say anything. He's like, how you know I said it? Uh-huh. Like, how you know I said it, cunt? Give me your phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Anyway, anywho, check that out on Patreon. Morning Growler number one. It's up for free. So, you know, you can listen to 17 more minutes of me. Yep, go do it. <sighs> like you would want that. Anywho, um, time for thank yous. Yep. That's right, it is! <laughs> time for thank yous. <laughs> thank yous, as per usual, go to at the J Sarge for our opening music, at Sherry Archinoff for our logo for this and the commentaries, at JP Montgomery for taking those pictures of the lovely Lady Logan, and... Thanks to at looking for eight for our Knights of Nod Blitzdom design. Which, by the way, I'm putting this out there right now. I'm gonna get Kevin J. Anderson to say Knights of Nerd Blitzdom as a fuck you to you. <laughs> Alright. Because uh, you were all like, when I first did it, you were like, it's fucking lame. And then I was like, here, look at this badass design. You were like, fuck. Now I'm gonna get a world famous <laughs> author to be like, Knights of Nerd Blitzdom and be like, Fuck you, Fitz! <laughs> Be like, oh, it's lame now, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I 
Anywho, um, time for our shit. Yep. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. We're part of the High Altitude Podcast Network at highallpod.net. And find everything we do at nerdblitz.com. Um, get yourself some merch by going to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash shop. <laughs> that was gross, wasn't it? Gross. I was about to start drooling, so I had to. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, get yourself some merch by going there. You might enjoy it, you know. You might. You might look fucking hot as shit and get fucked by somebody hot as shit if you wear a Nerd Blitz shirt. You might. What a salesman. Get yourself some additional audio. I think at this point there's about eight hours of extra shit on Bandcamp by going to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com. And, uh, yeah, we've got the camping trip. The Nerd Bliss Pilots Trio and the Laughing Bird for five, four, and three dollars, respectively. We talked about it last episode, but again, at nerdblitz.com, we've got the question of the week, we've got Fitz's toy chest, and I've got my um, book reviews. As of right now, there's fifteen of them I've done in the last year or so. Damn. So, check those out. By now, I think you're up to your third toy chest. Mm, yeah, time's really flying. I know. And we're up to, like, uh, question of the week 15, if we're still doing that. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, I'm at the Scooby-Doom. You are? At Fitzman73. And together, we're at Nerd Blitz Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. I think that's a show. I think that's it. I know. That's what I just left. said. Nope, me neither. Time to go scrub my sack and take a sleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, until next time. Bye. What voice did I do the intro in? Um, I don't remember. Um, you did it in Barney Rubble. Barney Rubble. This is correct. Thank I knew you. the whole time. I was just testing you. Uh-huh. Okay. Let the record show that I remembered something. Da da! You must have been taking fucking Ginja Palooza. Da 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 da! <laughs> da 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 da! Um. <laughs> Shit, what's the sign off? Oh, Come back I got next it. Time. I got it! Fucking, you remember one thing and all of a sudden you're stepping on my lines. <laughs> <laughs> hey Fred, come back next time. Our sanity depends on it. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, that's what you call a show, gang. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.